Hi, I'm Steve Mabb, Chair of the Australian Shareholders Association, and we're proud to be hosting the 2024 Investor Conference in Melbourne from the 19th to the 21st of May. And we're stoked that Phil, the host of this podcast, is going to be our special guest MC. If you haven't heard much about the ASA Conference, it's a flagship event that attracts around 300 investors and industry professionals, including the Chair of National Australia Bank this year, the Chair of AGL. We have Dr. Sam Hupert, the founder and CEO of Primedicus, and we've also got Richard White, the founder and CEO of WiseTech coming along, along with many others. For a limited time, new members can enjoy special pricing on registration for the upcoming conference, along with a complimentary 12-month digital membership with the ASA. That's two-day conference registration plus one-year ASA membership for $499, a saving of $150. Simply search for Australian Shareholders Conference Register, click on two-day conference non-member, enter the discount code MEM, as in member, 499, the number's 499, so that's MEM 499 to claim your special offer. Come along and meet me and Phil at the conference. We look forward to seeing you there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shares for Beginners. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Shares for beginners. Phil Muscatello and FinPods are authorized reps of Money Sherpa. The information in this podcast is general in nature and doesn't take into account your personal situation. Their love for their children was actually one of the drivers behind why they were in so much financial stress because they really wanted to provide their kids with the best of everything and not to have to really understand how money worked and not to be burdened with jobs and stuff. And the love, that was sound. But actually, they weren't setting their kids up for success in the real world. They didn't understand the value of work. They didn't understand how to pay bills. They didn't understand how loans worked. And talking to any young adult, those lessons are some of the biggest shocks when you move out of home and I think you ask anyone and having those skills early and understanding how to use money to really support yourself and creating a life that you know is sustainable and that you really enjoyed that's a wonderful skill that's something so valuable to pass on to your kids. G'day and welcome back to Shares for Beginners I'm Phil Muscatello. Today we're going a little bit off topic to cover something that's currently affecting many Australians and that's financial stress. The country's been through an extended period of low inflation and low interest rates, but this year has been a rude awakening. Rents are through the roof, credit cards are groaning under the weight of grocery and energy bills, while mortgage holders are seeing their repayments jackpotting nearly every month. G'day, Betsy. What an introduction. I know. Happy thoughts. Happy um, thoughts. But we were just having a happy thought that this is the third time you've been on the podcast. So welcome yes, back. Thank you. It's yeah. always a pleasure to be on Shares for Beginners. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you and congratulations on all of the work and kids and life and everything seems to be going tickety-boo at the moment. Yeah, it's not too bad. I've, you know, I mean, look, you know, I am experiencing all those things that you mentioned in mm. terms of mortgages, repayments, jackpotting, but life is really good. We've got a growing family, growing businesses. So, and we live in Australia. I, I That's right, yeah. I not really ask for much more than that. 
But what about grocery bills? Crikey. <laughs> well, I had a baby boy first time round. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly we're the three-litre milk family. I didn't mm-hmm. think that would happen until he was a teenager. I'm actually yeah. a bit scared about when he becomes a teenager. He uh, <laughs> has quite the appetite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boys are like that. I remember <laughs> that was what I was like. <laughs> now, let me introduce you correctly. Mm. Betsy Westcott is a financial wellness coach and founder of The Inner Money Journey, a financial coaching platform that helps individuals and couples to live a financially free and secure life. So let's talk about financial stress. How is it affecting or what's your research showing and how it's affecting ordinary Australians? Mm, it's, it's a very ever-present and ever-growing issue. You know, we, we had that really unusual period where we had the global pandemic, we were all locked down, and that created a lot of financial upheaval then. But, mm. but coming out of that, all of that pent-up demand and people had saved money, and we just saw inflation spike because of, you know, more demand, but also a lot of supply chain issues. And to compensate with that, our Reserve Bank, the Reserve Bank of Australia, has initiated the shortest, sharpest rise in interest rates in over 30 years. And that has, you know, worked in some degrees of quelling inflation. But as we were discussing before the show, it's not affecting people evenly. Mm. We've also got a whole generation of individuals, working Australians, who've actually never navigated this before as well. So it's a new set of skills that they need to develop and a, a new reality that they need to adjust to. Because, you know, if you're a, an average mortgage holder with, say, maybe a $600,000 mortgage, 4.25% in interest rate rises, that's significant. And that's not money that you can make up in a single year by just negotiating a, a pay rise. Maybe the exceptional individual might be able to do that. But that means that your dollar's going less distance and you've really got to make some changes either around your income or your spending in order to compensate with that. And as a result, we've got about one in four Australians beginning to experience mortgage stress. I would say those figures might have jumped a bit after the most recent interest rate rise. And mortgage stress is defined as your home loan or housing repayment, because this applies to renters who have also had a really challenging time, that equating to more than 30% of your income. And the latest data I was reading just this morning was saying that a couple who had taken out a mortgage just two years ago on the average income buying a median property here in Sydney, their repayments would be making up 66% of their income right now. And that's a big chunk of your pay packet. It's not sustainable, Mm. that's for Mm. sure. Mm. And then as a result of that, a lot more people are cutting back in different areas. They're experiencing more food insecurity because it's not just housing that's got expensive, daycare, fuel, electricity, groceries, entertainment, you name it. Healthcare is another big one. So it's a really challenging time for people. And the thing about financial stress, it's not just about the money, is it? It's insidious. It affects all areas of your life, your mental well-being, physical well-being, your relationships, your work performance. Your sleep. (laughs) Your sleep, that precious commodity. Mm -hmm. So it's no small thing is what I would say about it. Yeah. So what demographics are being affected at the moment? So research indicates those doing being most affected are your younger Australians, those who have are either renting and are sort of establishing themselves in their careers. They might have significant education debt, hex help debt. Those with young families and 
recently acquired mortgages because, of course, you know, with the spike in home prices, that means you've spent a lot of money getting that that foothold on the property market and you also have a high level of debt. So the capacity to absorb those interest rate rises and the significance of those interest rate rises are, are more profound in that demographic. And it's often coinciding with a period of life, something I'm personally navigating, where, you know, you're bringing little people into the world and that compromises your ability to earn income. And so that's creating a lot of stress. And Alan Kohler, one of my favorite financial experts, he always looks like he's having such a good time when he does his ABC segments, which (laughs) I always enjoy. But he did a segment analyzing the ComBank results recently and, you know, just pointed out in their data that a lot of the contraction in in consumer spending is coming from younger generations. They're dwindling down their savings, whereas our older generations are actually upping their spending and also increasing their savings. (laughs) And then, of course, we've seen And they're getting so much more money with higher interest rates as well. Exactly. It benefits if if you've paid off your home. Yeah, good times to be a boomer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some boomers. Some boomers, exactly. You know, we've got to be clear about that. And then also we've seen a lot of corporations have some pretty extraordinary profits this reporting season. So you've sort of got a question, are our corporations sort of taking advantage of this inflationary narrative to actually bank some really good profits? So yeah, it's not hitting evenly Mm. across Australia. But also not forgetting renters as well. Absolutely not forgetting renters. Insane. And what's really strange is this seems to be common across all of the Anglophone world. Yeah, it does. It's happening in Canada. You know, we've got exactly the same situation, America, the UK Mm -hmm. and so forth. There just doesn't seem to be enough rental properties. And I don't know what's going on behind that. Yeah, yeah. Because like in Australia, we've got very high migration. We haven't Mm. had a lot of property development, plus the extreme spike in house prices, forcing more people mm. to remain and renters. Maybe the, maybe the Airbnb, Airbnb effect perhaps yeah. as well. You know, people are preferring to do the short-term rentals rather than long-term. Yeah, to make more gain. Mm. Absolutely. And you have seen sort of governments, um, I know Western Australia introduced some new legislation to limit how long properties can be put up as an Airbnb mm. um, accommodation to try and combat that because it takes a while to build a house. So it's not going to be a quick fix, even though we've got lots of very bright people (laughs) coming up with all these different solutions around housing. You're looking at years, decades even before that can really... And we don't have, even have the labour force for it either. True. Mm. Yes. Very, yeah. very true. And then a lot of um, those that have the skills to build houses are being pulled into big infrastructure projects which pay better and, mm. Mm. you know, you don't have to deal with <laughs> the customers quite so much. So, yeah, it's all coming together as this very perfect storm. We're living in some pretty extraordinary times. And what I always find helpful in situations like this is to really distill it down to what is in within my control and what's outside of my control and really focusing your energy on that which you have control over because you can can rage about interest rates and government spending. We do get an opportunity to influence that with our democratic voting power, but that's as far as it goes. So, you know, really focusing on at a micro level, what can I be doing and how can I improve my situation? Is Aldi the only answer? <laughs> Man, I want to knock Aldi. They have some great meat in there. Um, quite the fan. There's a number of things you can be doing. The first and the most overarching theme is that you need to be a person of action, your own action hero, if you will. If that helps, do that. You know, 
put on a persona of the action hero, but be really pragmatic and lean into the numbers and know your numbers, what's actually going on here. And that's something that as a financial coach, I have to tell you time and time again, most of my customers just don't know what they're spending. I was having a and, and they're and they're in paralysis mode as well. Yeah, yeah because sorry, I interrupted your thought. That's then, yeah. okay. No, yeah. but you you make such a good point because it can be really overwhelming. Money is not just about math and logic. It carries such a huge emotional charge around, you know, our sense of competency, our sense of self worth, what others think about us, and so when we're under stress and strain, it can really paralyze us. And we also as a nation don't have the best financial literacy. And so it's we don't actually know what we can do to resolve these issues. And thus we do nothing, which is the worst thing. (laughs) (laughs) So really try and be a person of action, figure out, okay, what's actually going on here. And it's much better to deal with facts than feelings or intuition or, or, you know, fallacies. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. (laughs) And so, yeah, know your numbers and then identify, okay, well, what are my opportunities here? Is it spending less? Is it earning more? Which of the levers available to me do I want to pull? Mm. So on the spending less side, look at the things that are costing you the most money and do you have an opportunity to reprioritize or renegotiate? So if it's high interest debt, you really want to be creating a plan to be making additional repayments and getting rid of that as quickly as you can because it's so expensive. Mm. If it's a mortgage or even your lease, is there opportunities to negotiate a better deal? I know for the renters that might be quite challenging in this environment, but if you don't ask, you'll never know. <laughs> so, But certainly with your mortgage, you know, make the most of all the information that's at hand. Find out what other institutions are offering on like-for-like payments and see if you can use that to negotiate a better deal because, you know, a 1% interest saving on a, a million-dollar mortgage, that's ten grand back in your pocket, which, I don't know, Per year, per, per, year, per year, per year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, 10 grand, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know, happy days. <laughs> then it's looking at your bills. According to Finder, we all spend about $1,200 on unused, unnegotiated subscriptions every year. Mm. Again, that goes a long way. So just going, you know, have I actually used this subscription? And I, I did mine recently, discovered I have a Stan account. Oh, okay. Who knew? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so that was a little, uh, you know, <laughs> incentive to really cancel that one, actually, because I wasn't using it. Mm -hmm. clearly? Or am I actually utilising this and um, getting bang for my buck? Is there a better deal out there? You know, insurance policies is a great one, particularly as car, health and home insurance have spiked quite significantly this year. So you would absolutely be a fool to just be renewing and rolling over. Make sure you're negotiating a better Mm, deal mm. each time. And it's so easy to go to iSelect or compare the market or whatever. I mean, I just did that recently with our car insurance. I mean, got $300 off it and stayed with the same insurer because they they always have retention people that you talk to, you know. And that's the the same with the broadband. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, well, no, to your point, though, you have a lot more power than you realise. And these these large companies, they don't Mm. want to spend money acquiring a new customer customer when they can just keep you. So they are incentivized to retain you as a customer. So you've got a better chance than you realize at getting some more money back in your pocket. And yeah, $300, it's, you know, it's not going to set the world on fire, but it all adds up. And if you do this consistently across all your bills, then you're really going to make some significant savings. But the thing that I like to point out is that there's only so far we can go on the spending side. Mm, mm. You know, (laughs) there's a limit, isn't there? Whereas on the income side, that's limitless. It's really up to you Mm. what you do there. And that's the one that I think we often overlook. We just default 
result to the spending. But, you know, with the digital economy and side hustles and being able to pick up extra shifts or even just being able to flip things like, you know, look around your house and other items that you haven't been using lately that you can sell. There's a lot of ways to make money. There's online surveys, so many different things, if you're willing to do it and put the time and effort in. And I would rather make more money than cut back on my spending, I'll be honest. So Mm. making sure you're looking at both sides of the ledge is super important. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Super is one of the most important investments you'll ever make. But how do you know if you're in the best fund for your situation? Head to lifesherpa.com.au to find out more. LifeSherpa, Australia's most affordable online financial advice. favorite podcast where I get a lot of inspiration from is Side Hustle Nation. Oh, it's yes. an American podcast and it's quite astonishing the kind of money that you can make mm. with a side hustle. And I believe there's a lot of administrative work that can be done online and people who yeah. can stay at home and pick up extra work mm. by doing this, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I was just doing a lap around Centennial Park the other day, ran into mm. a girlfriend and she had this gorgeous golden retriever with her. And I was like, well, did you buy a dog? Mm. She's like, no, no, I just put myself up as a dog minder on yeah. Mad Paws and I get like $65 a day to hang out with dogs, which I love doing. I was like, yeah, good Fantastic. on you. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that works. So let's go back just to, because you mentioned about becoming your own action hero and we talked mm. about paralysis. What's it like that kind of... I, I just, I'm just pointing this out because, you know, I'm going through a bit of financial stress at the moment as mm. well. And hearing what you were talking about, we'll, we'll come to you and Koshi and, uh, sure, and yeah. Cookie and all of the E's, you know, the <laughs> yeah. blokes, they should be Cook-O and Kosho. I know, <laughs> what's happened here in Australia? What's going on with Australia? <laughs> but the emotional side of things about what you're mm. feeling, and it's just actually quite I mean, it's not fantastic, but it's nice to know that you're not the only one going through this. Yeah, absolutely not. And, Mm. you know, we all experience financial stress from time to time. How acute it is for us as an individual depends on our own sort of money persona and the the meaning and the value that we hold to be true about money and self-worth and all of those things. And then also the- And shame. And shame. Yeah. The three most common emotions with money is fear, shame, and guilt. Mm -hmm. Isn't that like you think it'd be like joy and (laughs) but no fear, shame and guilt, because I think this thing that we all need to use to create security and safety and prosperity in our lives. For a lot of us, we don't have great financial knowledge. We have a certain level of skills, but it's just not something that we're taught about in a coherent consistent manner. Except some very lucky people that you come across yeah. whose parents really took them in hand. And I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I think about this a lot as a mm. new parent. I'm like, okay, what kind of money skills do I really want to pass on to my child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In utero, money skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you listening down there? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the, you know, how severe is the situation and do we feel like we've got good connections around us to support us through it? Because 
money brings up, you know, for example, a lot of shame and we feel like it's just happening to us. We're the only one in the world. And particularly in the era of, you know, things like social media where you, you look online and there's a highlight reel and everyone seems to be living the life of Larry and you're there worrying about whether you can send your kid on the excursion or how you're going to pay the bill or just the simple fact that you're expectation of what life should look like at this age isn't matching up with your reality and it, it's it's so oppressive and like I said it impacts the quality of your sleep for example you wake up in the morning at 3am your brain starts ticking spiraling you get into that terrible cycle where you can't let go of the negative thoughts that makes you tired that means you're skipping the gym and you're not looking after your physical well-being or your your mental well-being at work you're distracted because this is kind of you know this cloud that's over you that affects your performance you know you're reaching for the sugary snacks at 3 p.m to try and get yourself through and by the time you navigate traffic and get home you're irritable you're snapping at your partner the kids are driving you mental and everything's kind of on edge and it's oppressive you know but it is something that is solvable if you lean into it, if you take action, it's the keeping our head in the sand. It's the closing our eyes and hoping it'll just go away and resolve itself. It's the not dealing with fact and going, oh, I just, you know, this can't be happening to me. Well, it is. <laughs> and uh, I love the old, what was the prime minister in the UK in World War II? Churchill. Churchill mm -hmm. saying, if you go through hell, keep going, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, keep <laughs> stepping forward. And so, you know, you really need to do something about it. But you don't have to go it alone. There is a plethora of resources out there to support you. I mean, first and foremost, the National Debt Helpline. It's a free private financial counselling service with professionals to help you kind of gather that information, develop an action plan. They'll even negotiate with your creditors and your bill providers on your half. Really? Wow. Yeah, hmm. yeah. They're so helpful. What's their number? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a great number, actually. It's 1-800-007-007. I always think like, oh, James Bond. <laughs> like, that's why I imagine. your debt. <laughs> yeah, he's like on the line and he's working a deal. I love that idea. There's also one for First Nations Australians called Mob Strong. Mm -hmm. um, I don't recall the phone number for that one, but there are two things worth noting. I mean, don't be afraid to tell your utility provider or your financial services institution, hey, like, I think I'm going to have a bit of trouble with this bill. I really want to pay it. I'm committed to paying it, but I'm going to need some support. Can we work out a deal? They don't want you to go into default. They don't want you to experience hardship. They'll really work with you to come up a plan. In fact, they're obliged to work with you to come up with a plan. So be on the front foot there. They are obliged. What there's a legal requirement so if, for, yeah, for utility, utility provider. providers. Yeah. yeah, and banks all have hardships teams and they're all professionally trained, acutely aware of what's going on. And the more you work with them, the more collaborative that they are. It's when you ignore the phone calls. It's when you just pretend like it's not happening that the problems kind of mount for you. So being on the front foot there and then reaching out and like telling people around you that you're going through this. I mean, often, you know, we might have these expectations of ourselves and that we can't tell our partner what's going on because we'll let them down. But a problem shared is a problem halved. Um, it's something that you can tackle together. And, you know, two heads are better than one, as the saying goes. So and if that's not something that you have available to you, is, is there a trusted friend in your broader circle around you? Because 
whilst it feels like you're the only person it's happening to, let me tell you, you're not. And other people will have gone through it before. And it's it's really just about developing the mindset and the skills and the strategy to get you through that that's going to, to solve this thing. And it is solvable. Everything's figure outable, as Murray Folio says, um, <laughs> which I really love as well. So they're there. And then there's, of course, things like Lifeline, Salvos, Vinnies, who provide different services, whether it's counselling for your emotional well-being, whether it's food bank services, whether it's, you know, alternative accommodation, clothing, things like that. There's so much out there. We do live in the lucky country, but you've got to put your hand up. Mm and, you know, set that ego aside. And it's also interesting about having that conversation with the family because when it comes mm. to Christmas or birthdays, yeah. I mean, apart from anything else, it's a nightmare trying to think of presents for people in the lucky country that have, have everything already anyway. And Isn't needs, it true? Who needs that stress apart from the financial stress as well? Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think, you know, quite often we we put too much worth on the value, like the the monetary value of a present mm. over the sentimental value of a present. Someone taking the time to really think about finding something for you that you'll really enjoy, that really acknowledges who you are as a person or the time and care to make something for you, those are the most beautiful gifts, I think. But often we're just so busy and it's Christmas and we've got to buy and we're kind of outsourcing our personality to material goods by, like, buying flashy things so that mm. people think mm. we're flashy and really mm. successful. Mm. Mm. It's just... A, commercial trap you know if you can create a little bit of space to really put some time and thought into things you don't need to be spending a lot of money and same goes for like activities our number one favorite date is fish and chips with a bottle of wine on the beach our son runs around we sit on a chair seagulls pester us but it's just a really lovely time we can people watch you know we could go to Mimi's and spend I don't know, close to a grand probably. <laughs> and it's a lovely time. But when you're doing these activities, what's the purpose of it? Connection, time spent together, making memories. Money is not an essential part of that equation to make a special memory. And I think it's just remembering that sometimes. Mm, mm. Keep it simple. We'll get back to the show right after this brief message. Why am I buying, holding or selling a share? If you can't answer that basic question, then you don't have a plan. The best investors are ruthless in executing their plans. I've been fortunate to meet many great investors on the podcast. Tony Kynaston is one of the best. He has a clear and systematic approach to investing that is honest, sensible and methodical. It's called QAV, quality at value. QAV now offer an excellent light plan for only $29 per month. You can follow their buy and sell recommendations and learn the ropes. And the first month is free using the promo code SFBLIGHT. Go to qavpodcast.com.au to sign up. That's qavpodcast.com.au using the promo code SFBLIGHT. Past performance is not a guarantee of future returns. Please read the QAV FSG and consult a financial professional before investing. I receive a small commission for services I recommend and I only recommend services I use myself. And what about having conversations with the family? Because kids become involved with this as well, because they're going to respond to the stress. Mm. How, how should that be dealt with? Yeah, and kids, are they're like, they've got these like little antennas up, aren't they? They're very good at reading situations. And again, it's really important to be mindful of the language, the energy, the conversations that you're exposing the kids to. So I think, you know, as parents, it's finding that balance between 
communicating money and financial responsibility with your kids, but not putting the responsibility on your kids, particularly if they are younger. They're just kids. Yeah, Allow them yeah. to be so. But in the good old days, you could send them out to work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three, <it>. four. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you're time to chip in. But, you know, to explain to them how money works, what things cost, what mummy and daddy do for a living, how do they decide what to spend money on, potentially empowering them to make choices around, okay, here's how much we're going to be spending on a Christmas present. We can do this or that. Which one do you choose? And just really creating that awareness for them. And, you know, even just for yourself, being mindful around the language that you use from we can't afford that or that's not something we choose to prioritise right now. Just that language can really change it from a we're less than, we're restricting, we're going without, to we're making an informed and empowered choice about something. So, yeah, but, and, you That's know. That's really interesting to say that to a kid, you know, and mm. um, because it's kind of elevating him to talking to them like an adult. Yeah, and again, like, you know, make sure it's age appropriate. <laughs> Not sure my son at two is really going to comprehend much, but. But, you know, if your kids are sort of you know, hitting 10, 11, 12, teenagers, things like that, I do think it's important to role model good, healthy, practical money behaviours. Sometimes we can love our kids a little bit too much and in a way that actually harms and disables them. Mm, I was, yeah. yeah, I was recently working with a couple who they themselves were experiencing a lot of financial challenges and their love for their children was actually one of the drivers behind why they were in so much financial stress because they really wanted to provide their kids with the best of everything and not to have to really understand how money worked and not to be burdened with jobs and stuff. And the love, that was sound. But actually, they weren't setting their kids up for success in the real world. They didn't understand the value of work. They didn't understand how to pay bills. They didn't understand how loans worked. And talking to any young adult those lessons are some of the biggest shocks when you move out of home. And I think you ask anyone and having those skills early and understanding how to use money to really support yourself in creating a life that, you know, was sustainable and that you really enjoyed, that's a wonderful skill. Mm. That's something so valuable to pass on to your kids. And, yeah, it's just sort of having, again, self-awareness around what am I role modeling to my kid? Is this going to help them in life? Is this something that is a sound behaviour to be mm. passing on to them. So what else do you like about Aldi? Aldi? Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I always get sucked in by the bargains, but I like looking at them. I never really buy them. Yeah, I mean, that centre table yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, I'm always curious. I'm like, what is in here today? I know. I've got friends who have been Aldi fans for years and that's what they go to, you know, like, I bought a guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is like, it's fine if you were looking for a guitar. I think mm. you've got to, you know, tread carefully with those bargain <laughs> tables. Is it actually something that you intended to spend or is it actually causing you to spend more? But, yeah, my two favourite things at Aldi is the meat selection and the chocolate selection. And they're not sponsors of this podcast. They are right? not sponsors of this <laughs> I'm, I'm just a recent convert ah, good. to Aldi. You know, their Bocconcini's yeah. great too. Oh, yes. And true, halloumi, great halloumi. True, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, we could go on, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Aldi's great. So tell us about the course. You've put together a course, haven't you, with a couple of other chaps? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so Luke Cook from Cuppa TV, uh, which is a platform that provides well-being content for corporate. You know, we all spend a lot of time at work and research does show that when you do invest in your employees' well-being, they enjoy their jobs work better, they have better productivity and performance and they stay with you longer. So these are pretty good investment for corporates to do that kind of stuff. So Because that's a, it's a big thing for corporates these days to provide those sort of things and financial mm. literacy and so many kinds of things that... 
I don't know. I've always been a freelancer, so I've never experienced yeah, any like, of this. Work perks? That sounds yeah, amazing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Get me some of that. Yeah, so he runs Kappa TV and that's what they sort of do and they bring different experts from across Australia and the world to do that. And I'd been a, a long-term speaker for them. And, you know, Cookie himself has experienced different financial challenges. His first business was decimated by mm. COVID mm. and that came at a really challenging time in life with two little kids and a big mortgage and all of that. And he just really could see the value in actually equipping people with the tools to be able to navigate it. And then we pitched it to David and David Koch, and he was happily keen to be involved as well, very passionate about personal finance. And again, just really tuned into the fact that this was going to be a tough time for a lot of people. And and we all just shared the view that in knowledge is power, giving people the right tools and support to navigate this is going to result in better outcomes for individuals, better outcomes for communities and families and what's not to love about that. So yeah, we pulled it together. It's a 10-part self-study course, oodles of resources and activities to kind of download and do together. And that's where the real value lies, is it applying not just watching the videos, but actually putting it into practice. And it's available to individuals, but it's also available to corporates. The AMP Financial Wellbeing Survey showed that it's about $2.6 billion every year that's lost in productivity because of the financial stress that individuals are experiencing. And that's research from 2022. I'm curious to see what the Mm. data will be this Mm. year because it feels like this is the year that it really hit home for everyone. And it's going to hit even harder next year because we've still got people going over the mortgage cliff, you know, that's, yeah. I think it's right peaking now, isn't it? It is, Just yeah. Right now in, that's uh, right. Early, late November 2023. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and those jumps are huge. Like in mm. some ways, this doesn't make logical sense, but I almost like that I was on a variable mortgage <laughs> and had the incremental increase just because it wasn't such a shock. Mm, because mm. again, lots of clients I'm working with are going from being at a 2% to a 6 7% mortgage. And it's many multiples of what they were paying Mm. previously. And that's hard to come up with that kind of money suddenly. As we all know, you've got to be making some priority calls and we just don't like it, (laughs) (laughs) understandably. So people can experience the course. I mean, there's a free Mm. video that explains what's in the course as well. It's a great video. I've enjoyed watching it. Oh, thank you. with you and Koshi and Cookie Cookie. and all these Aussie nicknames. I've never been to one for Aussie nicknames. (laughs) With Luke and David. David and Mm -hmm. Betsy. And Betsy, yeah. (laughs) But yes, well, yeah, you can access the first module completely free. There's also an introductory video. I think it's really well priced in that you can have six months access for less than $100. Mm -hmm. I think it makes a great gift for someone. Great gift, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because talk about, you know, Christmas and not wanting to buy something for someone that they're just going to throw away. Equipping someone with skills and tools that they can have for a lifetime and can meaningfully change the trajectory of their life. I don't think there's many better gifts, personally. (laughs) Probably a little bit biased as a money nerd. But yeah, so and again, if you are, you know, in a HR team, or if you're an executive at a different company, trying to think of ways to support your people and noticing the strain, the stress, the lack of engagement, because of external stresses, then yeah, this is something that you might consider looking Mm. at for your employees as well. So for listeners of this podcast, we've got a special deal, 10% off. We do. So the discount code is POD OFFER for a 10% discount. So that's pretty good for a $99 
course, yeah. it, you know, another ten dollars off. So More money in your makes, pocket. It makes it pretty, <laughs> pretty inexpensive. <laughs> That's right. And pod offer is P O D O F E R. Just because this is a, a listening <laughs> podcast. How do there'll you be links. It? There'll be links in the blog post and the this episode notes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that's available. And again, like. If you're someone that is experiencing this, if you've got family members experiencing this, help them to be an action hero, help them to resolve this problem because it is figure outable. There are so many things you can do about it, but it's that acknowledging the overwhelm, the paralysis and giving them a path forward, I think is, is one of the best things you can do. And going back to World War Two, keep calm and carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice link there, Phil. I like that. <laughs> Betsy, thanks very much for coming back on. It's been great to see you. Thank you so much, Phil. And thanks for giving this topic some attention because it's certainly an issue right now, isn't it? Yeah. Although it's not about shares, but, you know, what, what the hell? Yeah. What the hey? Thanks. Thanks for including us. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to Shares for Beginners. You can find more at sharesforbeginners.com. If you enjoy listening, please take a moment to rate or review in your podcast player or tell a friend who might want to learn more about investing for their future. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.